This is Floyd Hughes, pastor of Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. I just wanted to share about my new book, Act Like an E-Christian. The E stands for evangelical. And despite what you may have heard, evangelical Christianity has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with the reason the body of Christ exists, sharing the gospel. My book, a devotional based on the book of Acts, prayerfully encourages Christ followers to return to our evangelical roots of sharing the gospel with folks in our circles of influence. It's available on Amazon in paperback and for Kindle, and you can pick up a copy today. Thanks and God bless. You're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest. Okay, I'm the coolest. I am Pastor Floyd Hughes from Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills, and with me is Mark Berkshire with Mark Berkshire Ministries and Crossroads Community Church. And I apologize for starting us with laughter. There was just this voice that said this video is being recorded. In any case, as usual, we are about 15 to 20 minutes into a conversation already that you guys are catching up on uh, because we're, and we're not even sure what to call this. Uh, We're talking about doctrine because so many different congregations have a different doctrine, but they all call themselves Christian and it's confusing. And I know whenever I talk to different people who are not Christian, one of their greatest criticisms of Christianity is one Bible, 4,000 denominations. How do I know which one to believe? Because you're all saying different things because you all have, you have some similarities, but you all have different doctrines. So uh, our, our question that I think that we were trying to figure out is how do people of faith respond to, I guess, all the different doctrines out there and that the ones that don't even agree is our focus, I guess, with, with the Bible. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll share this. I was just looking it up in First Timothy. Uh, I got to turn there. Chapter 1, verse 3. <clears throat> and this is what Paul writes. To Timothy, he says, as I urged you when I was going to to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. And that was from the ESV version, but in almost every version, it says the same thing, Paul's mandate to tell the people not to teach any different doctrine. Uh, and I'm going to turn to Mark and I, we were going back and forth about, no, you lead this one. No, you lead this one. Cause we're both just like, where do we go with this? Cause there's so much stuff out there. Right. And, and I guess my question or what I would start with is, you, you said it right. There's so many different denominations. There should only be one doctrine for all of us, and that's the doctrine that's in the Bible, okay? 
where is the difference between doctrine and denominational rules or traditions? There's, there's a big difference between doctrine and tradition. A lot of churches have traditions and rules that they follow, but they don't always line up with the doctrines of the Bible. The doctrines of the Bible are pretty simple. It's, you know, the Bible is the whole word of God. It's inerrant. It's, it is the inerrant word of God. Um, it's, it's the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. It's the doctrine of, of Christ and his birth. It's the doctrine of the Trinity. Those are the doctrines that, those are just some of the doctrines that are the biblical doctrines that we should be following. Churches come along and denominations come along and say, well, we believe that if you wear pants, if a woman wears, a, a, wears slacks or pants, then they're not following biblical practices. Or if a man has earrings, they're not following biblical practices. And that's not doctrine. That is dogma. Yeah, that's 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 dogma tradition. Like you said, that's preference. Right. That shouldn't change the doctrine. So if I go into one church with my wife, Christy, who's more comfortable in jeans anyway, and they say, no, you must wear a skirt because you're a female. You should be wearing a dress. We can't let you guys in. Um, I can't make the case that they are not following church doctrine. I can say I don't prefer their preferences and their traditions, but that's like if someone comes to my house and we're like, yeah, you got to take off your shoes. And they're like, well, we don't do that at my house. Again, that's, that's just preference and tradition. That doesn't make one right or one wrong. Right. If I, I guess that's in my head and I know people <coughs> at me, I'm tired of people coming at me this week, but I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I'll just find somewhere else that has a style or tradition that I'm comfortable with. Right. But I also have to make the case because of the conversation that we had during your Bible study. It was it last, last night where Dawn brought up and she posted this also in our, our, our how to love your neighbor Facebook group that if that tradition or preference gets you to the point where you're so clickish that you're not allowing others in, then you are violating a doctrine because it shouldn't be harder to get into your congregation than it is to get into your kingdom. Right. And, and, and there are places where Paul talks about the fact that we shouldn't, you know, be worried about our, uh, you know, how we dress and this, that, the other. Yes, we're to dress modestly, but we're also not to use that as an obstacle to prevent others from coming to worship. Right. And James took it even a step further. You know, when James talked about the poor man, if a poor man comes into your church and you treat him, you treat the richer guy better than the poor guy, then you're you're off base. You know, you're not doing what God tells us to do. Um, doctrine is a very touchy subject in, in a lot of circles um, just because of that reason. You know, because we have differences in the way we interpret doctrines and we interpret the word of God. See, um, and that, that's that's. 
that's going to be one of the key things that causes the doctrinal problems because one, <clears throat> of the things, one of the first things you brought up was we should all have the same doctrines as far as you know the trinity as far as salvation and then i think you said as far as the inerrancy of scripture mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pastors and i've seen some post this I, I don't know any personally but i've i'm a part of small groups where i've seen pastors post well i don't necessarily think the bible is the inerrant word of god right and and that bothers me because i've seen the same post i i don't know any personally i've also heard big name pastors say well there's parts of the bible that are irrelevant today they were relevant at the time that it was written, but they're not relevant today because culture has changed. Times have changed. You know, we, we have evolved into to different kinds of people. So the, it's not necessarily that the Bible is in error, but the Bible isn't up to date. And that is just as dangerous as teaching the Bible isn't the Bible. Because the Bible says, God says, his word never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, yes, culture has changed. Yes, we have changed. The message has never changed. And I'll, I'll, I'll even add to that and say the whole purpose of this is because Paul says, don't teach any other doctrine. That word doctrine is from a Greek word that means deviating from the truth right and if we're saying that well in order to say that the bible isn't there then you're saying that the bible parts of the bible are not true right well then that brings up who gets to determine which parts are true and which parts are not why should i believe you when you say this part is true right why can't i believe me when i say this i mean it it, it gets into that uh, but also, it's a scientific fact. Truth doesn't change. Right. Truth is is not, I know a lot of people say truth is relative. But if that were true, then the statement they just made is also relative and not applied across the board. So it can't be true. Right. So truth doesn't change. Uh, and, and we're not to deviate from God's truth. And I had a conversation with... Um, a girl online. I just responded to her again this morning because <clears throat> I posted a video and I shared this with you. I posted a video uh, about a girl who said that God told her that homosexuality was okay and that it's okay to be a gay Christian. And so my response to her via a video was be careful when saying God said, because the only way to tell if what you're hearing is from God is to match it up with his word. Right. If it matches up with his word, it could be from God. If it conflicts with his word, then it's not from God. Yeah. And this one girl came back. I mean, other people just came from my life for saying that this one girl said, so are you saying God has an issue with homosexuality? And I said, well, first of all, that's not what I said. Uh, I am saying be careful about, when saying God said, and then she came back and said, so what are your views on sexuality? My response to her was, you should not give one lick about what my views are on sexuality. What mm-hmm. you should be concerned about is what are God's views on sexuality? And are you willing to abide by them even if you disagree with them? Right. 
that's the key point because my view doesn't matter because my views can change, but his word is true. And like you said, unchanging. And a lot of people, like you were saying, they will take that and twist it for whatever their own purposes, which is where we get into this changing doctrine, which is one of the reasons why Paul said, hey, don't. And, and, and this is what's mind boggling to me. And I don't think a lot of people get this. Paul was writing this to Timothy. He wasn't telling him about things that were happening outside the church. He was telling him, hey, don't let people teach that inside the church church, right so it was already happening that people were teaching false doctrines and i should preface this by saying that later this week uh mark and i are going to be on a live stream with face pittsburgh and some other people where we're going to talk about false doctrines so we're trying not to go fully down that road (laughs) because we're going to talk about later of course we will be better prepared because we're having this conversation right (laughs) yeah um and and Paul taught Paul addressed this more than once. I mean, the Corinthians had a problem with this. Mm-hmm. They had a problem with doctrine, and you know who's do, who do we follow? Do we follow Paul or do we follow uh, you know Mark or whoever? I forget who it was, but do we follow who's Peter? Do we follow Peter's gospel or do we follow Paul's gospel? And Paul said they're the same gospel, just different people. You know, and so we have to be careful. Anyone who 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 says that any part of the Bible is not true, like you said, is really they're they're proclaiming a false doctrine. Yeah. Period. I mean, and doctrine doctrine is 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 something that God it thinks is important or he wouldn't have made, he wouldn't have had Paul write that strong of a sentence to Timothy, you know, to not let it become part of the church. I think part of the problem and as Floyd has a famous saying, he blames it on the pulpit. And I, I, this is where I blame it on the pulpit because wholeheartedly this way they do not teach the whole counsel of God. A lot of churches, a lot of pastors stray away from the tough topics, the tough doctrines of God, because they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. And the truth is, the gospel is meant to be a loving thing, but it's also meant to dig into us deeply and hurt us to think of what we're doing so that we can repent of the sins that we have. So what, what are the options uh, for people that sense or think that their denominational affiliation uh, and I'm hesitant. I just listened to a video the other day about a pastor who, where they were saying it's okay to call out false teachers by name. Um, I, I, I think in a sense it's okay, uh, but I, I, I'm hesitant to do it if I don't have that firsthand knowledge. Exactly. So if I hear, you know, that so-and-so said, that so-and-so said that they heard a sermon by this pastor 
and it was not correct, I'm not going to go out and say that pastor's now because I haven't heard it for myself. And I know some people that will say, you know, if you name certain pastors, they'll say, yeah, they're teaching a false doctrine. Uh, and I had to go listen to my, some, I agreed with some, I'm like, I've been listening to them for years and have yet to hear one thing that, that doesn't line up scripturally. Right. Uh, and I've, there are some who in the past have had totally false doctrines and then come around and said, Hey, I, 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 I now realize that was not correct. So right. I'm, I'm not abiding by that anymore, but uh, what are the options for people when they think that their pastor or their denomination, because there are whole denominations that are teaching false doctrines. Um, again, doctrines, those things that, uh, that deviate from the truth from God's word, God's unchanging standard of truth, what are the options when people hear things, especially now, because more people, more pastors are preaching more political messages that line up politically, because that's what everyone wants, more messages, some that for racism, against racism, for, you know, uh, patriotism, some against patriotism, some are, you know, all that stuff. So, and some of these things, deviate from God's truth. So what are the options when people suddenly start hearing that? Well, I will say what I always say, starting out with is pray about it. One, you know, that's the first thing. Anytime, anything that we are questioning or that we have a question about, the first place we should go is to God and say, God, am I hearing this incorrectly? Or am I hearing this correctly? How would you have me proceed? And then get into the word and look for it and search it out. If you find out that it is definitely against the doctrines of the Bible, I would first go to the pastor and say, hey, I think this you meant this a different way than what you said. Don't go in an attacking mode go in a loving mode, go in a, a um, positive perspective, not a negative perspective, um, and, and then see what he, he says. Go to the denominational, you know, write to denominational heads and say, hey, I think we're off base on this. Can you show me in the Bible where you're getting this leading from and i think um i had a conversation my cousin was telling me she had a conversation with someone and that she was able to refer back to something that was posted in our how to love your neighbor group about doing just that about saying okay help me understand where you're getting that from can you show me in the bible rather than hey you're wrong because it says this it was help me understand how you came to under think that way or understand that way or interpret that passage that way. Show me in the Bible where, where you're getting this from. And they were rather than going into an explosive argument, it was able to quell an argument and go into a peaceful conversation. Uh, right. And I, 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 I know I, I have had people come to me in the past and say, Hey, you just said, blah, blah, blah. Is that what you meant? Or is that, did I misread this? Cause this looks like it says something different. And sometimes um, 
It was me having to explain further because you can't explain everything in a sermon. Sometimes it was me saying, you know what? I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I made a yeah. mistake. I should not have said that at all. I was totally wrong. And, and that's, yeah. that's all it was. But sometimes it is people, you know, you say the sky is blue and people just hear you say, it's not going to rain for seven weeks. Da, right. da, da, or would they take from whatever they want from it? So, um, yeah, I, I like the idea of going and saying, hey, before I, you know, come for your life, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's have a conversation and help me understand um, how this lines up doctrinally with the word of God, because I see it differently or I've always been told it differently because there are some people they were raised just culturally. That's the way things were taught. Yeah. And it's not right. <laughs> right. It's not right. Yeah. And, and and that's that's exactly it. I mean, this is a this is a an example that it's not a salvation issue. It's nothing like that. But I was brought up in a church where we were taught you can lose your salvation. Okay, um, and they take they have verses to back it up and everything. As I got older and as I progressed in my growth with the Lord, I realized that, you know what, I really can't lose my salvation. I am secure in what, what I, what Jesus Christ has done for me. And there are people that just won't budge one way or the other on that, you know, and, and you gotta, you, you, you can't, it's a doctrine in one church. It's a doctrine in another church. And, and these two doctrines don't meet up. But you can't say that they're not a Christian because they believe that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I would, I, I even question like, are those doctrinal issues or are those Dogma issues. <laughs> dogma issues. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It, and and that's the thing. Dogma issues. And those those seem like more dogma issues that are important and and good to understand. And and um, but those are where people get confused with the doctrine. Yeah. And the dogma. The, that's what I'm talking about. You know. Um, because I can see it both ways. I can see, you know, where you would think that you could lose your salvation. I can see it where you can say you're secure. So, I mean, but we, this is what divides people and it divides churches or things like that. And, and that's what we have to be careful of as Christ followers is that whatever we say, we better make sure we can back it up with scripture. You well, know, I'm, I'm going to add that and say scripture <clears throat> in context. Exactly. Yes. Cause I've had conversations with people and I'm not trying to call people out, but I had conversations with people uh, when it comes to things like that. And when it comes to things like uh, predestination 
and all these things. Purgatory. Yeah. So, because uh, I had where, where, where people are dogmatic about their understanding of it to the point where, I mean, I literally sat with someone and said, here, look at what this says in the Bible. This is what it says. And it says, oh, well, that, I'm literally reading them from the Bible. Paul said, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And they're like, well, that's not what Paul meant. Okay. Exactly. I, I yeah. can understand that. Here's another place. Paul's talking about the exact same thing and says, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Hold that thought. Peter also says, Paul was right. And Peter says, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So what you're telling me is that, and they used common language. It wasn't like trying to understand mm -hmm. It was like, what is the Trinity? It was just using common basic language and the words they use. You're either saying they lied to the people because they used words that would have made them think one thing. Right. They either lied or the Bible's wrong. So that your understanding can be right. And they're like, yeah. well, yeah, that's not what they meant to say. So he said it twice, used words that would have made people think that's what he meant to say. Another apostle backed him up. And you're still not, nope, because I'm sticking to my, that's the dogmatic thing. But it's right. also, like you said, what causes people to do the same thing with their doctrines that take away from God's truth. And I know we shouldn't, because I know uh, uh, we're going to do this on Faith Pittsburgh, but uh, what are some of the, the doctrines, the major doctrines that, false doctrines that people are teaching out there now and I'll start with one because there's a big whole thing about, and it's never gone away, sexuality and homosexuality. There's a, there's a huge divide in the church. Um, God is crystal clear in his language on it. Um, uh, Paul uses very specific language. Yeah. But now there are whole Christian churches saying that, nope, that's not what he meant. Uh, he was he wasn't referring to homosexuality. He was referring to pedophiles. Yeah. Even though the whole Jewish people who <clears throat> knew that language are saying no, that's not what that word meant. It, he was he was talking about homosexuals. That's exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, that is one big issue. Um, I think you could even go with the racism issue. You know, um, if you look at that, that's a false doctrine that's being spread out there that that you know god god is of one race and that's the white race or you know whatever and there's nowhere in the bible you can pinpoint that i mean look at who god chose to represent his people it is the jewish people is the people of israel who were of a darker skin than any white person around i mean you know think about that um it's but it's a doctrine that's being taught another false doctrine would be the one of uh, um israel not being god's people that when when israel rejected christ and the jews rejected christ as their messiah that made the church his people now and that is also a false doctrine we are not a replacement for israel 
you know, um, the church the believers are not replacing Israel. And yet there are churches that teach that replacement theology. And they, they say we have every benefit, every right, every thing that Israel had is now belongs to the church. Yeah. And here's the problem that I have with that. That one, I'm not, there's some of these doctrines I'm not going to blame on the pulpit. Right. I'm the blame on the people for not reading their Bibles. Yeah. Okay. Cause there's some things you can manipulate scripture to make it, you know, say what you want, but there's some things where it blatantly says, you know, ABCD. Right. And so for people to believe something that's in direct contract conflict with what God lays out clearly in his word, um, like the racism thing, God, God clearly lays out every people, tribe, and nation. That's, that's the great commission is to every people yeah. go into all the world. Um, and, and there are other books in detail where God talks about it. So uh, we neither black nor white nor Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free. I mean, there's right. so for people who believe that they're believing what they want to believe and they are denying the truth. Right. So they are the people whom Paul said, Hey, they're, they're believing a false doctrine, another doctrine. So, right. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, you know, like someone trying to teach you one plus one equals three and you're looking at a math book that says one plus one equals two and you're doing the math and you still go along with it. At that that's kind of on them yeah um, oh i agree i agree wholeheartedly i mean and that is part of the problem with christianity as a whole is that christ followers are not in the word of god you know they they take it to church on sunday they read what the pastor says they bring it home on Sunday afternoon and they throw it on the shelf and that's where it sits until the following Sunday. How are you going to grow? How are you going to know who God is if you're not in communication with him daily? I mean, you know, that that's just like getting married. <laughs> it's like getting married and then saying to your wife, I'll see you in five years. <laughs> you know what kind of a marriage is that so um i guess as we wind this down um unless you have other, other i feel like we spent the best part of this before we started recording when we had yeah. our discussion uh it was the best 20 minutes of it but um i guess if we wind this down what are some other options other than to pray go have a conversation with the pastor what what are well let me rephrase that Pray, go have a conversation with the pastor. Uh, what are some other options? But then a follow-up question is, what are some red flags that might be alert you to, whoa, 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 uh, this might be a false doctrine, what I'm hearing, what's being taught, what we're being fed or, or whatever in our congregations? I think a red flag for me would be if a, if a pastor or a teacher is giving you their perspective and their perspective only. Like if, if, if they're standing up and they're saying, this is what I believe. And 
you look at the scripture and you say, well, that doesn't really line up with what the scripture is saying. And they are so, this is the only way it can be. Does that make sense? I don't know how to explain that, but that's. Yeah. If they're, if they're giving you their perspective and their perspective only, and it doesn't match up with scripture, I would say also, and I'm going to try to word this carefully because I know I do this. Um, if they're saying, if they're reading something in scripture and then tell you that's not what the scripture meant. Yeah. There's a difference between, okay, here's what this word says and here's what this word means. Here's how it's translated. Uh, here's a broader definition. But if they're saying, Nope, that is not, and they're telling you something that contradicts what the scripture says. You know, like, I can't, nothing's coming to mind. Something is coming to mind, but I don't want to call anyone out by saying it. Uh, but um, it's okay, puppy. Puppy just came, ran in here because it's thundering outside. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't, an example is not coming to mind, but if, if, if they have to say, Yes, I know Paul said this, but that's not what Paul meant. Right. And then they say what Paul meant is in direct contrast to what he said. Then basically they're saying that they're giving you another truth. And that's literally what Paul said, don't do. And that would be a big red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one thing if they say, hey, yeah, this is what the scripture says. And here's an ex expounding on that meaning to bring it into our context today. That, that's one thing. But if they're starting with telling you that something is the opposite, exact opposite of what scripture says, then they're basically proclaiming themselves to be more truthful than the word of God, which is heresy. Right. Um, so I would say yeah. that's a, a huge red flag as well. Yeah. And, and, and also if the, if they, I would say if if they aren't a, a, a big huge red flag from the start would be if they said there are errors in the Bible. Yeah, that is a big thing. Run from that church as fast as you can. I would say give them give them maybe thirty um, seconds to a minute to explain it because maybe they were going to make a pun or a <laughs> joke or something. But if they're standing by that, then I would get up and walk out. Um, yeah. I wouldn't exactly. make a big think about it. I would just, you know, excuse me, like yeah. go to the bathroom, get up and walk out and I would be done. I would also say, based on what you recommended, if you go to question the pastor and they're not open to hearing what you have to say, that doesn't mean they're necessarily going to agree with you because people have asked me stuff and they were wrong. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, here's why I said it. And here's information to back it up. That's okay. But if they're not open to hearing it or to explaining it to you and they just ask you to accept it without scriptural backup that that's a huge red flag yeah you might be in a cult yeah exactly exactly i mean um bottom line is as we've said over and over again throughout this podcast if it doesn't line up with the word of god then it is a big red flag, no matter how you look at it. Um, yeah. And, you know, the Bible is very clear on certain things. There are some things the Bible gives us 
a little leadway with as far as, um, you know, you don't have to, it, it doesn't give us a clear answer. For example, pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, you know, some people believe it gives a very clear answer on each of those, those beliefs. But disagreeing with any of those beliefs is not something that is going to keep you out of heaven. <clears throat> you know, my, 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 my thing is, if you, if you believe in anything other than pre-trib, then you're going to be, you're going to be greatly surprised and, and pleasantly surprised on the day of the rapture when we're out of here before the tribulation. That's the only thing I say, you know. But, it, it, you know, the Bible gives us room to think for ourselves and not, you know, God's not going to shove anything down our throats. But there are certain things that he does make crystal clear is wrong. Does that make sense? Yeah, they, they, that, that makes 100%. I, I just I had a thought, so I'm going to go back to the red flags for one second. Um, another red flag is if someone tells you that their history uh, or the historic documents or authors who they have followed um, have more precedence than the Bible, because there's a lot of push now uh, to where people are saying, for example, because you brought up the rapture, oh, the rapture was, you know, never taught um, from whenever until these certain authors started teaching it. And I guess they say the 1800s. Uh, and when these authors started teaching it, they were actually teaching against it. I'm like, sorry, the Bible clearly talks about the rapture. It teaches the rapture. And it's not that it wasn't taught. It's that it wasn't questioned. Right. Because it was accepted as the word of God. So uh, if people start coming to you, and a lot of people now who are, I, I, I get so offended because I see a lot of pastors who are preaching as they push their sexuality aspect and they try to support that doctrine. They bring up all these writers. And I've seen pastors say this. Well, I've read this author and this author and this author who say that the Bible's wrong. I was like, there's billions of people throughout history who said that God was wrong. Yeah. That doesn't make God wrong. So exactly. if, you're, if a red flag is if their basis is all of these authors rather than all of the books that make up the Bible, that's, that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, and I, I wanted to bring up one thing that we were talking about before we started recording. And that is that a lot of people, um, they're not so much accepting false doctrines as much as they are just against the, the, the dogmatism of the church. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of people who are not, it's not that they're like, yay. You know, they believe um, that God is for homosexuality because God says he's not in his word. It's that they're just tired of the hatred coming from christians and so their aspect isn't i don't believe it's not that they're like believing a false doctrine they're just let them do what they want to do if they want to do whatever let them do it there's no read for need for us to go after them 
for doing what sinners are supposed to do. And so a lot of, a lot of the response isn't from people isn't necessarily they're against the doctrine. They're against dogmatic Christians who are hate coming out or coming across as hateful or hypocritical or judgmental or harsh. And then because they're leaning away from that, they get swept into this whole other aspect, which is a false doctrine. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge problem in the church where people in the church, I'm not even saying Christ followers at this time, at this point, people who are in the church view anybody outside of the church as lower than they are because they are in the church. Um, I'm trying to be very careful how I say this, but we've gotten to an attitude of we're closer to God than you are. Mm. And I, I know, I know people who are not Christ followers or not believers that are a whole lot nicer than those who are sitting in the church claiming to have the love of Jesus in them. And, and not showing it with their words or with their actions. Exactly. At all. So, yeah. so, so I mean, you know, and that I put on the pulpit and the people in the church, yeah. both. Because uh, the pastor should be calling out those people. And well, those this, people should be responding. This is this is kind of like what we said about calling out the people with false teachers. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think as much as we hate to admit it, Paul called out people left and right by name to the congregation. So he, yeah, he made. Well, and I'm not saying we should do that. I'm not an no. apostle. Nowhere does he tell us to do that. Yeah, no. and and Jesus did the same thing. I mean, look at the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. And we don't know what he wrote in the sand down there when he was writing in the sand, you has cast the first stone is not sinned. What was he writing? All the sins of the people that were in that circle? You know, we don't know what he was writing. He was calling them out in love. And that's what that's what is missing in our churches today is the love of Christ. And on that one, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a huge amount of that on the past. Cause you see, like I do in some of these pastor groups, yeah. when, when something breaks out, they go at each other. Like they stole something. I mean, they, and it's and, like a vulture on dead meat. Yes. And I'm like, if this is what the pastors are like, no wonder the, 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 the church is like this, the way it I, is. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have, we, we've, I, here's, and I, I always say this, and I know I, I, some people feel like they have to be like memorize the Bible in order to know what doctrines, all this stuff. And, and I love the way that Jesus narrowed it down 
you know what? Love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because yeah. when this was Jesus's response, when he said, how do I get to heaven? Yeah. You know? And he said, this, this is what you're to do. You're to love God and love others like yourself. And yeah, because if, if we're doing that, we are, we've got all the commandments down. We've taken all care of them. Down. And we've got how we treat other people down. Yeah. Even, even without, and I've had people come for me for this because I wouldn't call someone out because of their sin. Yeah, I will call the sin a sin. Uh, I'm not going to judge you for it, uh, but I am going to call and acknowledge, hey, this does not align with the word of God. And so I've had people, well, you're just affirming them. But I'm not affirming them. I'm no. following God. I'm loving yeah. my neighbor like myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving him enough to call out what he says is wrong, but I'm loving my neighbor like myself because that's what I would want someone to do with me, not call me out, but at least let me know, hey, what you're doing is wrong. I'm not judging you for it, but maybe you should take a look at this, right? how it lines up with God's word. But yeah, we've gotten into such a beat them down culture that we're like, if you're not beating them down, then you're not. And I was like, no, that's, that's, that's not how God works. That's not what he calls us to do. Right. Right. He We're not called, called to be a gang of, 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 or a mob. We're called to be the church. And we're called to love others as he has loved us. Exactly. I mean, if God, if, if Jesus would look at us as we look at some of the people that we, that want to beat us up or want to want us to beat somebody else up, over none of us would ever make it to heaven yeah. none of us would well technically yeah he she should have killed us all because we were all filled with sin exactly and we were all enemies of god like literally people who he should have gone gone to war against and instead he sent his son to die for us even while we were yet sinners he died exactly. for us. So uh, I'm going to encourage everyone who's listening to this, all maybe three or four of you, <laughs> to, <laughs> to one, um, just challenge yourselves to prayerfully be aware of the red flags of false doctrines. And here's, I'm, I'm again, we're trying to tread lightfully. It's a lot of mainline denominations. Um, if a bunch of people are meeting, and I know lots of denomination, mainline denominations have you know yearly gatherings. If they're meeting together and they're determining that something that God says is right and they're determining it's wrong or something that God says is wrong and they're determining it's right, that's a false doctrine. Um, I don't care how big the denomination is. I don't care how mainstream it is. If it goes against the word of God, it's a false doctrine. Exactly. All right. So on that note, uh, we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to ask Mark to pray and we will end this conversation. And um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can have some more, fun lighthearted one conversations in the future but that's all determined yeah. by uh by by what's going on in the body of christ because all we're trying to 
do is say, here's how we should respond to things that are happening in our world. And yeah, yeah. but go ahead and Mark, could you close us out in prayer? Father, thank you once again for this time that we had to discuss your word. Um, Lord, we just ask that you would protect us from these false doctrines, Lord, that you would give us insight when we hear false doctrine, um, that you would help us to discern um, the difference between doctrine and tradition, the difference between dogma and doctrine that you would give us your your wisdom and your insight into this matter and lord we just thank you for your son we thank you that he died on the cross for us and that he rose again to give us life and to free us from all the 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 doubts of this world and we just thank you and praise you in jesus name amen Amen. Amen. Amen.